This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, April 12th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Shaky support for bioenergy. Biden meets lawmakers on infrastructure. Budget shifts, federal priorities, and OSHA pick brings union background. Lawmakers reluctantly embrace bioenergy to avoid ag burning. A bill incentivizing the construction of new biomass facilities has pitted environmental lawmakers against environmental groups. I am a diehard environmentalist and have one of the strongest environmental records in the legislature, said Assemblymember Rebecca Bauer-Kahan of Arenda. Yet we have to be real about what's happening. Preventing wildfires requires thinning forests, which creates wood waste and harmful emissions, either through burning or decomposting. According to Bauer-Kahan, a positive alternative to that is converting the organic waste to bioenergy, which the Air Resources Board and Natural Resources Agency support. It's hard for me to stand up and say I'm not going to support the position of the Sierra Club here, she added. The Sierra Club and the Natural Resources Defense Council opposed the bill because it would mandate 20% of certain energy and utility incentives grants go to bioenergy projects. With that pressure, the author replaced the mandate with a request to consider bioenergy in the grants, stoking anger from another liberal lawmaker. To change it to a simple request, which will be ignored in my opinion, is not a good idea, Assemblymember Bill Quirk of Hayward said. We need to do more than this. We need to complete strategy on how we treat the huge amounts of biomass that are generated in farming and will be generated by our forests. Fresno Republican Jim Patterson was similarly disappointed with the weakened bill. Several lawmakers raised concerns over the impacts of ag burning on the health of local communities. Biden woos Republicans, but how far will he go? President Joe Biden is meeting with a group of Democratic and Republican lawmakers today to build support for his giant $2.7 trillion infrastructure package, the American Jobs Plan. So far, there's little reason to believe that he'll win over many, if any, Republicans, especially unless he agrees to scale back significantly and agrees to pay for it some other way than by increasing corporate taxes. I am hoping we will have some bipartisan support across the board, Biden said Friday. I've already spoken to some of my Republican colleagues about dealing with the infrastructure legislation we have up here, as well as other budget items. But one of the GOP senators who will be there, Roger Wicker of Mississippi, told ABC News yesterday the price tag was, quote, way too high. Why it matters? Well, Biden needs to win over Senator Joe Manchin, a West Virginia Democrat, if the package is going to pass the Senate through the budget reconciliation process. And Manchin used a Washington Post op-ed last week to warn against overusing the reconciliation process to pass bills on a partisan basis. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California defended the scope of the infrastructure plan during an interview with CVS Face the Nation yesterday. Hopefully, the need is so obvious now that Republicans will vote for it. We'll see, she said. For more on this week's policy agenda in D.C., read our Washington Week Ahead. Biden seeks big shift U.S. spending priorities. 
Biden Friday finally released a long overdue outline of his budget priorities. While it's only a bare-bones summary of what he'd like to do, one thing's clear. He wants a dramatic shift in spending from defense to domestic priorities. The latter include addressing climate change and beefing up regulatory agencies. The plan would increase non-defense discretionary spending by nearly 16% while holding defense spending relatively flat. By comparison, the Trump administration proposed cutting domestic spending by 7% last year, noting the consulting firm Michael Best Strategies. The chairman of the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, Sanford Bishop of Georgia, welcomed the proposed spending on climate policy as well as on nutrition assistance, housing, schools, and other Biden priorities. The Georgia Democrat said the coronavirus pandemic has laid bare many issues Americans are having and it is Congress' duty to respond. When we invest in America, we are setting Americans up for success. But Steve Ellis of Taxpayers for Common Sense calls the budget summary, quote, a carnival mirror, thin on details but fat when it comes to spending. You can read our report on the budget summary and Biden spending priorities for USDA and other agencies at AgriPulse.com. Biden taps former labor attorney to run OSHA. Biden continues to emphasize union experience as he fills out the leadership at the Department of Labor, announcing his intent to nominate Douglas Parker to head the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Parker, chief of California's Division of Occupational Safety and Health since 2019, was an attorney at the United Mine Workers from 1997 to 2000 and served in the Mine Safety and Health Administration at Labor for more than five years during the Obama administration. Now take note, under Parker, Cal OSHA issued its own emergency temporary standards for COVID-19, specifying workplace conditions and an executive order directed at the Labor Department to consider whether an ETS was necessary. By the way, under Biden's budget, DOL worker protection programs would get an increase of $304 million to $2.1 billion. NRCS committed to bolstering staff in field offices. The acting chief of the USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service, Terry Crosby, says he's committed to making sure the agency is adequately staffed in local offices across the country. The agency is currently trying to hire some 1,500 staff members. From soil conservationists to technicians to foresters to biologists to soil scientists, we're looking at all of our disciplines, he told AgriPulse. NRCS employs approximately 11,500 people in its 2,900 offices. 90% of those work outside the D.C. area. Here's today's He Said It. We are willing to negotiate with him on an infrastructure package. And this trillion-dollar number is way too high for me. But negotiation has to be something different from what we had on the rescue plan. That's Senator Roger Wicker, a Mississippi Republican, to ABC News on today's meeting with Biden about his infrastructure plan. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, April 12th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.